you were to speak to someone who was stuck or has have not yet tapped into their creativity, what would you tell them? What could they do? Well, uh, we live in this time where the internet exists and there's so many things that are not so great about the internet and social media, but there's so many other things that are just amazing about it. And the opportunity to learn is everywhere. Welcome to Rain Magazine. This is our podcast, and we are here to inspire creative entrepreneurs around the globe. As you know, we are always on the lookout for the next big names in fashion, culture, and technology. And today we have Krista Stryker, one of our more recent interviews that we that we're featuring in our spring edition. I'm so excited to have her today. She is a fitness expert and entrepreneur on the rise, and she's going to share some of her highlights of her creative entrepreneurial journey, as well as what she's working on. Welcome, Krista. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. I am so excited to uh, speak to you today. And just to give our listeners a little background, I actually ran into Krista when she was being featured on Bold TV. And um, we were both on the same segment. I was extremely impressed with her story and had to hunt her publicist down <laughs> to make sure that we, we got her in the next edition of Rain. So I'm excited that um, Jessica and crew uh, were able to connect us. So yeah, let's get started. She is not only a fitness expert, She's a hit trainer. We'll get into that in a second. She is the creator of the 12-Minute Athlete app and website. She is also the author of the 12-Minute Athlete, Get in the Best Shape of Your Life in 12 Minutes a Day, which, of course, I need to get that. And not only that, she's not stopping, guys. She was named one of Athleta's 100 Women to Watch in Wellness. <laughs> so, Chris, I know this is an overnight success. I know a lot of um, young entrepreneurs uh, think that this all happens the day after they decide to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Why don't you give us some um, info on just a little bit about your backstory and, and, and how we got to this point? Sure. Um, so in terms of fitness, I didn't even work out before. So I wasn't, I, I played sports in high school a little bit, but it was never really my thing. And like the second I went to college, I stopped doing anything at all. I just kind of thought I was going to be this like weak, slightly pudgy, out of shape person for the rest of my life. Um, I had zero upper body strength, couldn't do a push up, uh, let alone like a pull up or a handstand. Um, so there was quite the journey there. It took me kind of really being sick of feeling weak and um, not good or strong in my own body. So I, I ended up kind of experimenting with a lot of different types of fitness. I started out, you know, just like a lot of people do. I was like, okay, I'm going to get it in shape. I'm going to go for a run. And I hate running. Like there's nothing I could, you, if you told me to go for like a five mile run, I'm like, that's like my torture. <laughs> so um, so starting out with that, it was really hard because I'm like, Oh, this is just absolute torture. I hate it. But, um, it really took, you know, finding my own journey of really these hit style workouts that we'll talk about later, um, and body weight training 
for me to really establish a consistent workout habit and actually learn to enjoy fitness. So once I did that, I actually decided to become a personal trainer and get my certification and um, didn't love the hours of working in a gym or being told what to do. Uh, I'm a pretty independent person, as most entrepreneurs are. So I started trying to figure out, you know, how can I create a business out of this, of these workouts that I know that they work and I love them. Um, so I just started as a blog at, at the time. This was about six years ago. Now, um, blogs were huge. You know, the whole internet world has changed a lot since then, but blogs are really the thing then. So I started a blog and that's really how I began. And from there I created the app, um, different, various workout programs, and most recently, the book. Nice. Wow. And so I would say not everyone can go from such an extreme change from not doing anything at all. So it sounds like you were somewhat active before college, decided to, you know, do the college thing and focus on your academics. And then what was that breaking point that triggered, I have to do something to get you back in the gym? Yeah, so there was uh, actually a time when my big brother, who was actually very athletic and um, played basketball in college, six foot seven, and I always looked up to him, even though as a kid, I, like I said, I wasn't very strong. I tried to be tough around him. And there was a day in late in college when he challenged me to do push-up because I, I could never do a push-up before. I was kind of that person who just believed I had kind of this fixed mindset that I I just wasn't a person who could do a push-up. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm sick of being being weak. Let me try these. And I did three of like the worst push-ups that anyone has ever seen. Um, but I wish I had a video of those. <laughs> I'm sure they were so bad. But it, it really, there was some sort of breaking point there where I had a change of mindset basically and decided that I wanted to work towards something before. Like I said, I had this fixed mindset where I just kind of believed that the the traits that I had, the, the amount of strength that I had was fixed, um, which looking back is crazy because of course that's not true. Of course you can get stronger if you work towards something. But those, those push-ups were really that um, change point where I decided to actually try to change and to grow and get stronger. I love that. So your brother became that motivator, so to speak, that uh, the, the the strike that lit the or the match that lit the fire. For sure, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't even remember those, but <laughs> it really changed something. A lot of things for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you are an entrepreneur. So you went from fitness athlete to entrepreneur. Let's talk about that a little bit. How would you describe in your own words what a creative entrepreneur is? So when I first started out this whole entrepreneurship journey, um, I honestly didn't believe I was a creative person. And it really took a lot of reading and self-growth and a lot of things to understand that really like everyone is creative, even if you can't necessarily draw or paint or do anything kind of artsy like that, you know, everyone has creativity, um, in them. And so for me, 
What it means is that I can really design my own life and my own business. And, you know, it, it allows me to, I'm, I'm kind of that type of person who would bounce around from job to job. I went to five different colleges. Like I could never stick with anything. This kind of, uh, being this type of entrepreneur allows me to, if I get bored, I just do a new project. You know, I do something related to my business to help it grow. Um, and that really just keeps me interested and excited in what I'm doing forever, hopefully. <laughs> so Krista, you mentioned that everyone is creative. And I really like that point because most people, when they think of creativity, they directly associate it with something in the art space. And you were to speak to someone who was stuck or has, have not yet tapped into their creativity, what would you tell them? What could they do? Well, uh, we live in this time where the internet exists and there's so many things that are not so great about the internet and social media, but there's so many other things that are just amazing about it. And the opportunity to learn is everywhere. There's so many books, podcasts, videos, different accounts to follow. And online courses, so many things you can do to kind of just learn. And, you know, if you have a slight interest in something, go follow that and read as much as you can about it. And then, you know, maybe you'll decide that that's not a great fit for you, but try something else. Just keep trying. The great thing about it is you no longer have to spend and get in debt a hundred thousand dollars and go to grad school in order to gain new skills. Um, there's just so much opportunity. So just keep learning, reading, trying different things, and you'll find something that fits. Got it. And what books specifically would you recommend? You you said reading. What would you suggest? Oh, so many books. There was one. So one I I mentioned a little bit earlier that is called um, Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it really, it's a really great book about mindset and just um, kind of just changing the way that you think so that you can always feel like you can learn and grow and, you know, really become the person that you want to be rather than feeling stuck in the person that you are right now. And it's just an awesome book. I also really loved the book Grit by, I think it's by Angela Duckworth. You might want to look that up for the, for the show notes. There's so many great books out there. Oh, The Art of Learning was an awesome one. Just, you know, start with, start with one. And what I honestly do a lot of times is I'll find a book I like. And then, you know, wherever you're buying your books, you can see a related books section usually and just kind of go down that rabbit hole and find other ones that pique your interest. Yeah, no, those are really good books that you mentioned. A few of those I've, I've heard, so now I have to uh, pick them up. Yeah, they're so good. So you mentioned you had a hard time sticking with one thing and you, until you found this passion you built around your current business. Would you say you've fully grown up or if I was going to ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What hey. I will always be a kid at heart. I don't think I'll ever actually grow up. So we'll see about that. Um, but honestly, like to, to my earlier point, one of the things that I love about being a creative entrepreneur is that 
the possibilities are endless. So I, I did find a passion in fitness and I do believe that, you know, that most of what I do in the future will be around that, but I love the possibilities too. You know, I am extremely interested in, um, the intersection between fitness and mindset and psychology and motivation. And I would love to do something in that in the future. I, definitely plan on writing more books. You know, I would love to do different projects with different uh, experts in slightly different fields. Just always, I always want to keep doing things that just have a base in what I'm interested in, but that then I can branch out as well. So I don't know if I'll ever grow up though. <laughs> I, you know, what you just said reminded me of the, con- the the comment you made about having a growth mindset. So if you were to name some of the most memorable people you've worked alongside or memorable brands, who would they be and why? So I'm currently working with a nonprofit called Breaking the Chains, and we just started working together. They're, they're focused a lot on preventing eating disorders in youth and also in athletes um, because it's actually, it's not talked about a lot, but a lot of different sports, you know, you think of dance, gymnastics, elite runners, a lot of them actually deal with eating disorders. And obviously that's, that's a a really tough subject and, um, you know, something that if we can, we'd like to prevent it. Um, and it's a lot about mindset and about confidence and about control. So that's very cool. I'm working on some projects with them around depression and anxiety and exercise. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. So it's something that's like very close to my heart. Other than that, I have, uh, recently been working with a CBD company, um, called Charlotte's web and, CBD, I am sure a lot of people know what it is now, Um, but it it really does help with workout recovery and sleep and anxiety and so many different things. Um, It's really great for athletes and I have really seen it help with my own workout recovery. And so that's, it's just a super exciting uh, and growing field. So going back to workout and and you're mentioning recovery, we touched on it. Um, you being a HIT trainer. And for our listeners, um, some may not know what that acronym stands for. Do you want to go into that a little bit and what HIT training is all about? Of course. <laughs> um, so HIT stands for high intensity interval training. And basically, it's an advanced style of interval training where you alternate periods of short, intense exercise with less intense recovery periods. So really what this means is that you'll be working as hard as you possibly can for a very short amount of time. You take a brief rest and then you work hard again. So what's really cool about this is it means that you you won't actually be doing a very long workout. So most of my workouts are around 12 minutes. And that's because you really can't work that hard for that long. Just think Think about it if you were sprinting. You can't sprint for 45 minutes. That's going to turn into a jog. So that's why these HIIT style workouts are so effective. um, And they really just kind of, 
they essentially kind of squish that 45 minute workout that you might do in a gym or going for a jog into a really efficient, shorter workout that should take no more than 10 to 20 minutes tops. You know, I think for all entrepreneurs out there, and I can attest to that, that is a dream true, right? Because we all want to stay healthy and fit, but struggle with the, you know, the time balance in terms of getting to a gym or committing anywhere from an hour to two hours working out. So this 12 minute workout sounds almost too good to be true. (laughs) But um, of course, it's not. Could you go a little bit into the science behind how someone can um, see results if you know, if they're only putting in 12 minutes a day. And I think that what you're doing is so amazing because if you ask most people why they're not working out, the number one reason is usually I don't have the time. So most people have 12 minutes. So tell me how you can convince our listeners that 12 minutes is sufficient enough to get a great workout. Sure. So yeah, I agree. The number one excuse I get from people that they're not working out consistently is a lack of time. And like, you think about it, yeah, if you have to go to a gym, you have to commute to a gym and spend at least 45 minutes in there, like, that's a good chunk of your day. So what's awesome is that there's actually been so many studies recently about the benefits of HIIT training and how really working working intensely, so that's the key, is you actually do have to work hard But working intensely for a short amount of time, you know, 10, 15 minutes tops has similar or actually better benefits to a moderate intensity, you know, 45 minute workout that you would do, you know, go on the elliptical machine and do some like lightweights or something. So it really, like I said, it really just packs that, that longer workout into a shorter, more efficient workout. And it works. Uh, you will, however, be tired after doing a hit workout. You should be because <laughs> it's hard, but it's, you know, it's worth it because it's only 12 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and so I am really looking forward to your workouts and then giving you some feedback on that. So yeah, please. I'd love to hear how they go. And you can always, you know, the thing about them is sometimes people look at the workouts and think, oh, that's too hard. I can't do this exercise or this exercise. Our like workouts, you can always, always modify something. So my number one uh, passion is to help people break through their excuses. And whether that's lack of time or you don't have any equipment around um, or, you know, you can't do something quite yet because either you're injured or you don't have a level of strength um, needed to do the full exercise yet, you can always, always modify. So something like a basic push up. you know, a lot of people can't actually do that. And that's totally fine. So if you see an exercise like that, a push up is easily modified by placing your hands on a higher surface, like a countertop or a bench. Um, and you just do them there. And you just kind of like change your mindset around, okay, this is too hard to, okay, how can I modify this to fit my current fitness level um, and keep going and doing the workout? So that's, if you hit any exercises like that, that you don't know how to do, or you're not sure how to modify, definitely let me know. Those are all good points. 
So there's no excuse, guys. No, no excuse. excuse. <laughs> you got 12 yeah. minutes and you can modify. Always. Uh, one of the things I want to touch on that a lot of entrepreneurs don't go into depth is the struggle, the obstacles, the failures um, along their journey. And and not only that, how they overcame them. So I want you to just think about something that was really hard for you uh, along this path of becoming Atleta's 100 Women to Watch and and this new author and all the accolades that you have accumulated so far. What was something that almost stopped you? And, and how did you get past that? So that first, you know, six months to a year when you're just starting out and no one knows who you are, it's really tough. And what I see, that's the time that I see most people give up because they're not getting any positive feedback or any feedback at all in that first bit. And it was really hard for me. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I started just as a blog. I had no idea what I was doing. I was writing, you know, a few articles a week, posting workouts, being super consistent, but it was hard. You know, you'd go and look at your like stats on your website and you're like, I had two visitors today. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, and it's really a struggle at that first bit. Um, and like, for me, I just, it was kind of, again, back to that kind of growth mindset. I was just, I was determined to stick with something and get better and really just try and not, not give up. So it was a really tough time. I also very clearly remember my family kind of constantly being like, okay, well, when are you going to get a real job again? And I'm like, no, you guys, this is going to be my business. And no one, no one believed me for at least a year. So that first bit is tough, but my best advice is just keep going. If you believe in what you're doing, keep going and don't give up. Okay. So in that story, I'm guessing, or I'm not guessing, I'm assuming that there was a lot of transformation, both personal and professional. Tell me a little bit about that. And what was the inspiration behind how people responded to your transformation? So I actually started my inspiration for starting this whole business. Um, I'm remembering now is was I read a book called The Hundred Dollar Startup by Chris Gilbu. I think that's how you say his name. Awesome book. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it it kind of gave me a blueprint for starting out because, like I said, it was just hard. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but yeah, during that time, there was a lot of growth. There's so much to, to to figure out when you're first starting a business like this. Like I didn't know any coding. I didn't know, you know, I my business, my website is based on WordPress. I didn't know how to use WordPress. There was a lot of like learning with with just the technical stuff, but also, you know, trying to figure out how to market my business. How do I let people know I exist? And like you like I said, it was tough with family and friends and people didn't take me seriously. And what I had to do was really find other feedback. So I did seek out um, different conferences and mastermind groups and try to connect with other entrepreneurs so I could get some feedback and from people that were 
more kind of like-minded in the field that I was hoping to be in. So it wouldn't just be, you know, my family not understanding even what I was trying to do, telling me to get a real job. So I think that's really important. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure you're not alone. I, I know individuals that have to go through that challenge of convincing the ones they love that this is serious, especially in those early days. And um, were you always outgoing? Of course, you have done TV interviews and podcasts and what was your personality like before you started? Was was were you always camera ready? Oh no, <laughs> oh no, it's been all growth. Uh, I'm I'm a total introvert. Like all I've always have been. As when I was younger, I was very shy, and that was tough. And I always kind of had that in my mind as you know, I'm a shy person. This is my personality. It's not going to change. So that was a lot of growth for me. I. I started as, you know, wanting to write. I love to write. I briefly went to journalism school, tried to be a journalist before I did all this. But um, I realized pretty quickly that in order to be competitive and, you know, reach more people, I also had to become more comfortable on video and in front of the camera. And that was tough. It did not come naturally to me. A lot of practice. I also... When I do a lot of my own videos, I film outdoors because that's part of what I kind of promote with my workouts is that you can do them anywhere if you're in a park, wherever you're at. So it was really, really hard starting out to set up a camera and a tripod by myself in a park and have people watch me. It was so tough. And I would just have times when I would, you know, break down and kind of walk out of there with tears in my eyes because I couldn't finish it. And I, there were too many people around. I just couldn't deal with it. So it's been a, a journey. Um, I actually have worked this past year. I worked with a, an improv coach who generally works with actors and it was life-changing. It was so helpful. So like I, with every, like with everything, I'm always trying to, you know, learn and grow and seek out experts and just be open to that growth. <laughs> oh, I like that takeaway. So the improv expert helped you break out of the shell as well, or nice. Wow. So helpful. If anyone, honestly, like if, even if you're not in the entertainment industry or anything, it's really helpful. I've seen a lot of people since then work or go to kind of just improv classes that want to be better in, you know, presentations or speeches or anything. It really kind of helps your mind think quicker. <laughs> uh, super helpful. Interesting. What words of wisdom out of all the things you've learned? I know you've mentioned growth mindset, sticking to it, not giving up. What are, what are some things you would want to share with a budding talent, someone who's sitting at their desk, kind of nervous about making that first step that you haven't shared already? What would be some of your parting words? Great question. I would say that personally, I always had this big fear that I would just be, be a failure um, and that I would fail. And that really kind of held me back from even trying. And what I've learned, you know, through this whole process is that 
the only true failure is quitting and to just give up on yourself. So it's part of the process to have some ups and downs, you know, that's gonna having your own business or being an entrepreneur, that's, that's what it's like. And that's okay. As long as you learn from those little dips and failures and, and really just keep going. Yeah, that's my, that's my best advice. Just keep trying, keep going, you know, pivot if you need to, if you feel like it's no longer the, the world is always changing, especially the, the online business world. And so you might need to constantly adjust and that's okay too. It doesn't mean that you failed at your original idea. It just means that you're changing with the times. So just keep trying and don't give up on yourself. I love it. So basically failure does not exist, right? As long as you don't quit. Exactly. Nice. Where can people find you if they wanted more information? Yeah, so pretty much everything is just 12 Minute Athlete. So 12minuteathlete.com on social media, it's at 12 Minute Athlete. Um, the book is on Amazon. Search 12 Minute Athlete, it'll come up. It's pretty easy to find these days. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Krista, for sharing some of those very um, personal experiences with us and opening up with us today and, and giving a lot of great advice, some good books to read and some information on hit training, which I think everyone should try, especially if you are really short on time in terms of um, hitting your, phys- your, your fitness goals. So again, thank you, Krista. I think you have definitely shared a, a, a ton of useful information to inspire our listeners. And for those of you uh, that uh, are just tuning in, you are joining Rain Magazine on our podcast show with Krista Stryker, the creator of 12 Minute Athlete. We are here to inspire creative entrepreneurs worldwide and to uncover those must-knows in fashion, culture, and technology. So thank you again, Krista, and we look forward to following your journey and to uh, hitting that 12-minute workout. 